Welcome to the Men of Iron podcast. If you're a healthcare provider, entrepreneur, and or businessman and are experiencing the midlife triangle of chaos, marriage, kids, business, and one or more areas of your life across your body, being, balance, and business are burning to the ground or you simply feel lost, this podcast is intended to provide light, a GPS, if you will, back to thriving. And now the host of this podcast, a chiropractor, athlete, father, husband, warrior certified trainer, and the head coach of Men of Iron, Dr. Ryan P. Doyle. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is Dr. Ryan P. Doyle, and this is the Men of Iron Podcast. And today's topic is, what in the hell did I just do? So, this past week, my wife, myself, and two of our best friends meandered over or down to Washington State, and we decided that it was a wonderful idea last year to climb Mount Rainier, which is one of the one of the bigger mountains in North America at about 14,000 feet and change. We did this last year, and uh, we almost got blown off the mountain at the high base camp. The wind came up so high that we got locked down into our tents for about 12 hours as snow and blinding wind just about knocked us off the upper glacier. So we decided that this year we were going to make it. So there we are, signed up for the, the course again, and we had an epic adventure. It started uh, with a slow, winding climb back up to the, the first base camp, which is called Muir Camp. It's about a five, six-hour slog uh, through trails. This year there's less snow, so it was a little bit easier to get started with. But then you hit the, the ice fields or the snow fields that take you up to uh, Camp Muir, and it really is just a long, hard slog. This year we found it a little bit easier. I'm not quite sure whether it was the company we were with or whether uh, the guides were absolutely amazing. Great group of people we were with. Not that last year was any worse off, just uh, great conversations. Um, And I think probably just that we had a pretty good idea of what we were headed into to begin with anyway. So we got up to Camp Muir, had a nice, nice meal, got all set into this this hut that they have uh, with Alpine Ascent. They have uh, laid out for us, which is basically you sleep on plywood in a hut on the mountain, which is not so bad when you consider where the heck you are in the world at the moment. And they have a series of outhouses which uh, look and smell um, insane, but you start to recognize that on a mountain these are luxurious items. And so we had a nice meal, and then the next day was pretty much a day off from from the from the hike. We had uh, amazing training from rock and crampon hiking, and straight up snow fields and ropes, uh, rope courses and carabiners, all you name it, we did it. And then we end that day with about an hour and a half hike up to what's called the high base camp on uh, one of the glaciers that is constantly moving, cracking, sliding. Um, and uh, 
we found out at the end of our trip, um, quite lethal at times, <laughs> just to make it even more insane. Needless to say, we, we got up to the high base camp. We uh, we had a, a meal at about 5.36 o'clock, nice chicken burgers to prepare ourselves for what was what was to come next. And, of course, you're a little bit tired. You're at altitude. You're at about 11,200 feet by this point. And we're instructed to have a nap, a nap, a sleep, whatever it is that you feel that you need to do because by about midnight we get up and we begin the assault or ascent on these towards the summit of Mount Rainier and you do most of this climb in fact all of it in the dark so we we got out of there by about 1:30 in the morning and you start uh, to crisscross across the sliding glacier you're roped up so that if for some reason somebody slid into a into a crevasse or into a hole we'd be able to pull you out uh, we're in groups of threes and then we went went up this this one part, part called the Disappointment Cleaver, which is basically just uh, up this rock face. Rocks are constantly sliding down. You can hear them falling. You're constantly looking up, watching your step. And then uh, that takes about an hour and 40 minutes to get up that. And then the rest of it is pretty much just on snow, ice, and glacial activity. Well, I have no idea what I was getting into when we went up this, but the ascent was not only hard and physically demanding, which I felt fit enough to do. However, when you start to walk towards a group of people who is lining up to walk across an aluminum ladder, one like a 10-foot aluminum ladder that you would use around your house to you know, change a light bulb or to paint a surface that's above your head or something like that. When you see a bunch of people starting to walk across an aluminum ladder across 6 to 10 feet of open space crevasse with about a 130-foot drop, you start to realize that this shit just got real. And... Uh, in the dark, you have no idea what you're up against, but literally you're, we walked across this, this gap, this chasm, and there is no way to describe the sensation, the feeling of walking across an aluminum bridge across a crevasse in the middle of the night in freezing cold, windy temperatures. There's just no way to describe it. Anyway, we got past that, and physically exhausted, we got to the top of the mountain. Um, several of us with burning through our anxiety, our butterflies, the craziest, literally you have to forget every, every amount of common sense, reason, or logic. You have to let that go because your brain just cannot, it cannot process what it is that you're, you're, you're doing. So we got to the top, celebrated for about 40 minutes, um, and then on our descent, the only thing that the brain can think about is literally, where is the outhouse, and I have to cross that ladder one more time. And this time, as we came down, there was the lineup for the ladder. You can see it. It's like it's like lining up for a slow, painful torture. 
And uh, as we got closer to the ladder, I started to to notice that not very many people were walking across at this time, and there was a slight decline to the ladder. So as we got near it, of course, you get onto your butt and scuttle across it, snow's falling deep into this huge crevasse, and there's just nothing like the sensation of, I want to vomit and shit my pants at the same time. It's just, there's nothing, there's nothing that I have ever done, maybe bungee jumping that's been close to it. But between bungee jumping and tough mutters and triathlons and all the different experiences that I've had that have brought butterflies up into the back of my throat, this one took the cake. It was just absolutely un- unbelievable. Anyway, it was a 14-hour day of absolute craziness, smiles galore across everybody's faces, the, the shared experience of, of adventure and accomplishment. Um, there's, there's just no way to describe it. On the way home, my wife and I had a couple of hours to kind of reflect in what, what was going on. And I've been asked several times, why in the world would I subject myself, let alone my wife, to an experience like this? And there's, for somebody like me, if you, if you have any sort of values that are in line with mine, um, if you, I like to describe myself a little bit as attention deficit. When you have nothing else to focus on, but the next step and the next breath in front of you, for me, an experience as crazy as this is one of the best forms of meditation that I, I can describe. Because there's nothing else that you can do. You literally have to focus on the next step that's in front of you to ensure your safety. One of the younger guys on our trip learned that the hard way as he almost fell off the disappointment cleaver, the rocky rock face, on the way down as one of the guides um, and his sister or sister were able to, to bind him by the rope as he just about slid off the mountain. And so for me, there is no experience like being that present to be away from, to have a pattern interrupt in your life that, that enables you to have that level of presence and focus, I, there's no way to describe uh, what that feels like. It's the best, single best form of meditation that I've ever, ever experienced. Now, on our, our drive home, my wife and I reflected in that, and it's unbelievable that when we are not creating experiences, giving ourselves opportunity to focus on the here and the now, being present, what happens sometimes is our brains slip into what Byron Katie likes to call other people's business or God's business. It's absolutely unbelievable how much time we spend focusing on the world that is outside of our control. And this was one of the single biggest epiphanies that we had on the mountain was simply that soon as you slide outside of the train of thought and the, the, the things that you are able to control, the directions that you want to go, we start sliding almost automatically into other people's business and God's business. These are the types of things that we have no control over. People will start talking about habits, patterns, behaviors of other people, of things around them. We'll talk about the news. We'll talk about happenings. 
And every moment we spend in other people's business and in God's business, every moment we spend on that bullshit is time not spent on our own business, on creating, on creating experiences that are designed by us. And that was one of the biggest epiphanies that both of us had. And I want I want you just to consider for a second how much time do you spend on a regular basis outside of your own business? So when you reflect on your body, on your being, on your uh, balance and on your business, how much time do you spend talking, thinking, speaking, contemplating other people's and other people's business and business that's outside of your own control? Because every moment you spend doing that, time outside of your own business. Anyway, you guys, it's Dr. Ryan P. Doyle. This is all I've got for you today. Um, my, many more epiphanies and highlights from our trip to come. I hope today was uh, entertaining and informative. I look forward to sharing more in the upcoming days. Look forward to it. Bye for now.